can I make an amendment and make last week's episode a seven out of ten instead of an eight? Yeah, you're totally this. Well, ultimately, right? You are the host of the show. I'm just like sort of the ride along guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can do whatever the hell you want, right? And yeah, I'm, we I'm could demoting do judges. It. The more I thought about it, we'll accept the whole it. Week, yeah, <laughs> the more I thought about it all week, I was like, I don't like it. I don't like the pirates are still bugging me. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I, I. I think that there, there's something about the pirates. Um, I was talking to somebody on Friday. So we recorded on the day that it came out, it premiered. And on mm-hmm. Friday, I was sort of talking through some of the different things. And, and I noticed that I, I had, I was channeling more of my angry nerd qualities. Yeah. And there were, you know, some things I was not super excited about. Um, but, but I think I was just so excited to have Mandalorian back. Yeah. That I, w- I gave it an extra point for that. Yeah. Um, because I walked straight up to a school. I live like a mile away from a school and I demanded a drink and they gave it to me. So I was like, Star Wars is lying to me. <laughs> Just some kid in the school was like, what do you want? IPA, stout? <laughs> they offered you a single malt scotch. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you know what? High green, high whatever, Mastrate? Yeah. Yeah. High grief cargo. <laughs> yeah, he's just being stiff. The kids at school, they have all the drinks. They had pucks. <laughs> like, it was everything. They were like, oh, yeah, you want a bounty? Go beat yeah. that kid up. I'll give you a pug. <laughs> and I was like, this is the best. <laughs> I miss school. And I would have made school way more interesting. Yes, Aaron. Are you ready? I am. 100% is this ready. the way, everybody? Chapter 18, The Minds yes. of Mandalore. Which is yeah. the most direct name for any. Yeah. It's There's no allegory here. <laughs> the only way to make this more direct, you know, they're all like, there's, they all have like a little bit of hint, except these last two. Yeah. Apostate literally is what happened. Yep. Um, and then now Minds of Mandalore, literally where they went. Yeah. Um, spoiler. Uh, there's spoilers throughout this whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) This entire podcast is a spoiler. So if you haven't watched already or you haven't opened up uh, the episode in Disney Plus, uh, actually, the Disney Plus, did you notice? Did you notice that Disney Plus now, uh, now that 17 is is not the most recent episode, it actually has the apostate showing. And then today's episode, again, is just chapter 18. So you've got to do the work to watch through in order they don't to do spoilers title yeah they don't, they do, don't spoilers. do spoilers we do the only way to make these more direct is that they start naming the episodes like episodes of friends yeah so like the one where the mandalorian goes to the minds of you know you're like okay uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> after 18 <laughs> Title chapter, chapter 18. 18. <laughs> yeah. Chapter 19, Din is forgiven. Yeah. The 19th <laughs> chapter. Um, it's directed by Rachel Morrison. Yes. Who's never directed an episode. Yeah. This is the new director. So that's new cool. director. She did work. Um, I forgot the name already of the guy who directed the last episode, but they both worked in the movie Dope together. Yeah. Like he's, seven the, years he's ago. the director that neither one of us can say his name correctly, but yet he is now an, exe- uh, an executive producer. An executive producer. Yeah. <laughs> he got the promotion and he brought an old friend along. By the and end of this job. season, by the end of this season, we're going to be able to say Rick Famuyiwa correctly. And that was probably not correct. But by the end of the season, we will get it right. Promise. He's, I'll tell you and what. And I appreciate, I appreciate that he pulled in some new talent for this. 
Yeah. Um, actually, Rick, if you want to go ahead and Venmo me and Andy at Aaron M. Marsh, we'll learn your name <laughs> real fast. Perfect. <laughs> For Motivation. the right Venmo price, we will learn anyone's name who listens to the podcast. <laughs> and we'll even throw it in. We threw in a couple extra not real facts last year. Yeah. Because the Venmo was right. <laughs> yeah. The price was right. So that's how that's how you can get through to us. We accept notes. Uh, we accept notes in the memo section. For- the price is also right. Andy and I will get matching mudhorn tattoos. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Andy just told me to look like Yeah. Yeah, you're like, oh my God, what is geez. this? Yeah, exactly. We're I'm like, what this. are you signing me up for? <laughs> But yeah, so we've got a new director, and uh, I think that's always cool when we get a chance to, you know, see a, a new perspective from the director chair. Yeah, yeah. It's also International Women's Day, so it's really nice to have such an International Women's uh, episode. There you go. Yeah. It's like they it's were like just they saving it. everyone's butts the whole time. <laughs> Down to the director. We're like, we really need uh, something to refresh our palate after these pirates went to school and got mad at everybody. All right, so we start off, Andy, yes, in we Nebraska. Do. We <laughs> yes, we start off in Nebraska. We start off, yeah, Tatooine. We start off with Pelimoto missing yes. a tooth. It's yes, Boon to Eve. Oh, it is to all Eve. the things. We're like, so we're just landing in Easter egg territory. Although I will say this about the Pelimoto Easter eggs. They've been the same Easter eggs almost every time we've ever seen her. This is just yeah. the stuff that she always has around her. This is her setting. So I'm not sure if the fifth time we see the same exact Easter eggs, if they're Easter eggs anymore. Well, there is uh, there. There is when you when we when we actually get sort of uh, when we get the overhead view, when we know like, oh, we're going to space Nebraska. There are some Easter eggs for one of the, the speeder, uh, one of the speeders that's in A New Hope. Um, they're like racing through the city and then there is a swoop bike that is like doing donuts like off to the left that uh, both uh, both heavy spoilers pointed out and then Ryan Airy on Screen Crush. Yeah, exactly. So, well, so those, is those were in, new. In yep. And then we're and then we're there on a special day uh, on Tatooine. It is Boonta Eve. But you're right. The background for uh, for Pelly's. Uh, shop it has been pretty much the same so you know i don't feel like we need to call out that you know bd1 is there and there's a dreadwell droid and you know they're the same pit droids yeah the same ones that have been on her uh, payroll the whole time yeah yeah fun but they're they're cool yeah they're not easter eggs anymore they're actually just i would say cast of the show yeah they're just there like which officially i mean r5 got a lot of lines you know like this is like in friends when they started letting the barista talk Gunther, yeah. R five has now become the Gunther of Star Wars, and he now has lines. Yeah, Ble- bleaching yeah, his he, hair he, was he, the right move. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I did not think that, or, or I should say, and this is not an Easter egg, but I think that Helly's pull over Din is impressive, right? So you know, in so for those that didn't watch Book of Boba Fett, I'll just tuck you in on the little bit of this little side deal. Supposedly, Pelly was supposed to be trying to find Din a second Razor Quest. And instead, 
she decides that this N1 starfighter that she's found, that she's come into the possession of, is the thing that Din wants. And she talks Din into, well, it's going to, we're going to soup up this yeah. N1 and that'll be, that'll be your new ship. And, and then it here, Din, and it worked. And it was Wizard, as he said. And then here he comes <laughs> in and he's like, hey, I got to have an IG memory circuit. And she calls him grandpa, makes him, he knocks him back a bit, and then's like, you know what you need? You need an R5D4 droid to go with you. And I think it's interesting that there's something where, you know, she can talk him into uh, to things. And, you know, normally Din is not somebody that uh, gets snowed over or duped by anybody. But I don't know what Pelly's got, but she duped him into saying, hey, you know what? I can. I can tell you what I she's can, got that nobody else does. His which trust. Is that? That's a point. That is a great point. Which is really interesting because the episode starts with her duping a guy. Yeah, she's not come off as someone to be trusted. She's <laughs> yeah. selling back, like essentially the Star Wars version of getting your catalytic converter stolen and then buying back your same exact catalytic converter from Facebook yeah. Marketplace is exactly what the episode's starting with. And it's the, the same scam some- that they pulled on Obi-Wan, right? And and Obi-Wan yes. were like, hey, you know, if you're going to sell me back my parts, you know, at least uh, at least uh, shine shine them up a bit, right? Uh, but she yeah, said the opposite, I- like add some paint, <laughs> make it look different. Yeah, so I do I do appreciate that she's like, you know, pulling one over on uh, uh, this high Rodian uh, yeah. who, you know, is clearly uh, clearly dressed to the nines for this special event. Exactly. And, he's showing uh, he's got money, so she wants it. Yeah, and you Bad know what? Mechanic. That's one of those things. Yeah, you know, if you go for the high end clothes, this is what the kind of things that happen to you. Yeah, exactly. And but of course, she's got like you know the Jawas hanging around, which we know that she dates. It's her type. Yeah, yeah, they are. Uh, we've never specified which one. <laughs> I don't. Think I would so. love to know that they still have a good working relationship. I, for some reason, that's what I want. Yeah, but that's not. I, it's not a thing that they're gonna get into. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think it is, but you know, there's always room for that in the comics. We won't know about it because we're not reading the comics, but there's always room for that. Yeah, and if you are reading the comics, get your own podcast. Get totally. out of here. There- this is a school now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So he wants the IG11 part. She's like, "You're an old man. What is this? Like that's like going and asking for a Nokia phone because you yeah. need to play Snake." And then Grogu jumps out, uses the force to get some height. Yeah. Show her that he's got moves like Jordan. She's impressed. And I saw some tweet last week that was like, what's Grogu's first words going to be? And I scrolled right past it. Like, who cares? Yeah. But then she foreshadows. And she's like, is that his first word? Yeah. She said, I think he said Pelly. And I'm like, oh, it's going to matter what his first words are. It might be. It might. And maybe his uh, first words will be by the names of the elders. I hope it's um, <laughs> Paramount Plus. I hope he promotes a different streaming service. Yeah, she does compare him to uh, she does compare him to Allurman, which 
uh, folks that have watched the uh, Clone Wars animated series will probably remember they were a sentient spider monkey species uh, that appeared in a few episodes. And so that is the the comparison that she offers uh, that he, he jumped out like a like a Lerman. So uh, I did uh, I did appreciate that she she likes to throw things in there. And, you know, the show, you never know when she's when she's doing any of that stuff, if she's making it up off the cuff or if it's been, you know, kind of improv in. And so the Lerman thing for sure is a thing. I got to uh, say, she, Amy Sedaris has done a really good job of just throwing it in as if she's just making it up. Yeah. And she's yeah. definitely not because it's almost always got some sort of back history from something. Like Dave yeah. Filoni's in her ear, or she's a bigger Star Wars fan than I imagined. She is, uh, yeah, but she does make a comment about it the N1 purring like a nuzzle shrew, and that's the uh-huh. first mention on that. So she like she mixes things in, right? Where she'll she'll get you with an actual appropriate canon reference, and then she yeah. works in like one of these first deals. So it makes you wonder if there's like, you know, three or four or five takes and then they kind of end up having to pick from what they're going to what they're going to let her uh, let her uh, pull in. So, oh, for sure. I'm sure they do something like that. Uh, All right. So then, yeah, he gets the R5 droid. He's some he's like, okay with it. Finds out that used to be a veteran. It's false valor. But, you know, Kelly's a liar. (laughs) Yeah, she's upselling the R5. He's seen some battle. Yeah. He's like, uh, I once saw Luke Skywalker, so that means that I fought in the rebellion. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Before he was famous. Yeah, I I knew him, you know, back when uh, when he you know he was hanging out at Tashi. Uh, yeah, I mean, I saw Bright Eyes play a bar, but that doesn't mean I saw him play Coachella. But you know, it's the same. <laughs> it's not like you, yeah. But that's no, it's it's yeah, it's it's a little worse though. Right? It'd be like you saw uh, Bright Eyes uh, play a bar, and then you told somebody that you were his roadie, right? Like yeah, fighting exactly. in the rebellion. Like it's a little. I mean, that's yeah, like I was a, his a, bass player at Coachella. I, he he waved <laughs> at me once, and I failed him immediately. <laughs> I am aware of the the backstory of R five. It was given in yes. a comic book that's not officially canon. Since it's not officially yeah. canon, I'm not sure we're going to go into it. Well, the the only the only aside here is that Alex uh, from Star Wars Explained had like dropped a thing, you know, predictions for season three, and he had kind of said like, "Hey, if you aren't familiar with R five story from the book, a certain point of view, uh, you should check it out." And so there is a portion of the story that R five purposely um, sabotaged himself. Uh, to, so that uh, R2 would end up with Luke and, and end up with 3PO. Yeah, that story, because he I guess, knew that R2 was important to that story and had to get yeah. him to the right place. Well, in that story, R2 is trying to actually sabotage him um, mm. in, while he's in the crawler and R5 catches R2 trying to sabotage him. But yeah, so there is like this variant of a story. Uh, if you're interested uh, from a certain point of view, there's an audiobook version if you don't want to read things. And uh, and that does it's called the red one is the that story. But yeah, so there is a portion of that that became canon. Nice. Well, yeah, I guess some of it did. We'll see how much of it actually becomes canon as R5 continues yeah. down this road. I feel like we're going to get more of him. He's becoming a bigger we, character. We might. I, I kind of don't want more, but I mean, you know, Easter eggs, uh, Easter eggs kind of coming up and being like front and center, you know, like we'll see, I guess, you know. Who, no who longer knows? an Easter egg. He's now he's, he's not he's, a part of the Yeah, I was just going to say, he is, he is no longer an Easter egg. He's got to join the union now. He's got spoken lines. He has multiple scenes. He's got a SAG card now. Uh. Yeah. 
he went from extra <laughs> to featured extra to now cast player. Yeah. So then, and, you uh, know, SAG card gets you a free oil bath and, uh, and a good shine job uh, now and then. So, <laughs> yeah, if the role calls for it. So he ends up <laughs> jumping in the N1. He fits. Yep. Um, did it have an astromech droid in it before? Yeah, the astromechs are, I mean, that's where, um, that's where we see, uh, R2 and everything else, right? The astromechs okay. were something that were oh, like yeah, in the, yeah, in the Nubian. Yeah. They, they were part of the, the whole Nubian Dumb question. Fleet. Of course. Yeah. That's exactly no, okay. R2, isn't it? And yep. so, yeah, he jumps right in that spot. Fits perfectly. They go to Mandalore. I am shocked that we went to Mandalore so soon. I thought that yeah. was like six episodes away. I thought they were going <laughs> to string us along to Mandalore. This I did too. Second scene. They're like, we're pulling up to Mandalore. You see the green crystals from the last episode that the Jawas had given yep. Din. And you're like, oh, cool. Look, there's the crystallized sand. How yep. neat. They drop R5 down, just like we kind of predicted last week. Yeah. He's there to check out the air to make sure that it's fine. And of course, uh, oh, while they're going there, they do give some foreshadowing of like, look, there's my home planet. You know, like there's yeah. there's where we saw Bo-Katan. Like he was like kind of showing him around the Mandalore system because Mandalore, as much as there is that planet, there is a whole system that the Mandalorians yeah. were watching and, over. And I love that they did that. Right. Because it was like it was like, a you know, like, hey, wink, wink. Like there's more than just Mandalore. You know, we, we were on uh, we were on Bo-Katan's planet last time we were at Kalevala. And then, like, you know, there's mm-hmm. Concordia and Concordia is where uh, Death Watch was banished to. It's one of the moons of Mandalore. And so, you know, it was one of those things of like, you know, hey, just so you know, here's a few. Uh, here. <laughs> I feel like Din is uh, Din is also sort of signed on as being Grogu's tour guide. Like, you know, yeah. like all of these like sort of asides where it's like, you know, here are all the things that you need to know. Right. Well, uh, he's officially kind of in training. Which is yeah. really interesting. He's That's really going true. through like this is what we do. This is how we do it. This is how we use our equipment. You know, like here's the navigational stuff. Yeah, and like, of course, here's what you got. Here's what you got to do. When you score a touchdown, you hand it to the ref, right? Act like you've yeah. been there. Yeah, exactly. This is how Mandalorians <laughs> do it. And then uh, they, of course, like, oh no, our radio is not going to work. Yep, of course not. You got to. Why would that happen? <laughs> yeah, you know, there's some sort of strange magnetic field problem and the fusion bombs have glassed the the surface and, you know, yeah. we won't we won't be able to contact anybody from the surface. Yeah, exactly. And the surface looks desolate, but he's like it used to be green. It used to be beautiful. Yeah. And you technically know, which... it is green. It's just green glass, right? Oh, very true. I'll give you that. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like you could put your hands on it and say Oz, you get something. Yeah. so the r5 droid drops down of course he's scared he's a doofus (laughs) and i was really like oh they're gonna mention his like the even the motivator he has in right now is not a good one you know like like it's an off brand it's the kroger brand motivator (laughs) he has to talk him into like going down there and checking out the air but he doesn't hear back from him yeah so he's got to pressurize his helmet which pressurized helmets are a fun thing that was started with Darth Vader is the whole point of his breathing. Yep. Uh, but we really don't even see or talk about that much at all. No. In Star Wars anymore. So it's cool that he had to do that. Acknowledge and it's it. a shame because somebody goes through the trouble to fully that damn noise. 
and yeah. and it gets used right and we like you know it's it gets used in in passing qualifies as an actual easter egg and so i thought that was kind of a nice little touch where it's like all right and then you have that moment where you're like din if you could just pressurize your helmet and you could put grogu in like some sort of like kid in the bubble uh pram did we really yeah. need our five but anyway not that we're here to cr- critique the plot yeah exactly but also a <laughs> hey, come on <laughs> yeah, I love I love pressurized helmets like the next guy, but I loved that they did go ahead and do that detail. Yeah, exactly. So it's like the whole point of the first scene is now worthless. But here we go. We're going underground. <laughs> he runs into the Alamites, which I was like, what? Yeah. 1960s Star Trek costume did they find? Yeah, well, and they also I, actually so the I guess there is a Star Trek one. I thought of them as being from the time machine, the Morlocks, but mm-hmm. um, I did like go, uh, I did go find a Morlock costume, and they weren't nearly as cool. Like so, you know, the, the Alamites have four eyes, and then this weird sort of of you know protruding uh, muzzle, and then they have horns. Uh, interestingly enough, that kind of come down along their jowls. Uh, but yeah, uh, I, I loved, I loved like guy in a rubber suit kind of quality that, <laughs> that yeah, a good old Gorn fight, you know, yeah. <laughs> throw some styrofoam rocks at him. Who doesn't who love need. a good Gorn fight? <laughs> <laughs> who but doesn't? What I, what I did get out of that is we got to see the dark saber and you're like, Oh, good. Finally. Yeah. Yeah. Dan's able to actually wield it without other Mandalorians around so that they can't see that he can't really lift it. Yeah. Uh, I am getting a sense that he's not, he's openly not confident about it, very insecure about his Darksaber skills, and he shows why. It's still very yeah. heavy for him. It, he has not learned to wield it at all. He's not even practicing, is what it looks like. Yeah. And and we, you know, you know, to be honest, we, you know, from a perspective of how much time has passed since Book of Boba Fett, or if you mm-hmm. even watch Book of Boba Fett, you know, we don't know if he's going to be better. And so when he sort of ignites that the Darksaber blade, I'm like, OK, like, let's you know, let's see what you got. Right. And Where he's like, not much. And, yeah. <laughs> and the answer is not much better. So, yeah, I'm barely getting it above my knees. Yeah, <laughs> I'm doing what I can. I'll stab <laughs> this guy, but it's not going to look good. And he does. He gets to the Alamites. It's fun. I like seeing that he's still having that stress with it. So we know that there's growth in that area that we, there is to come. Yeah, Maybe. And he's and he's not doing great, but he's still uh, he's he didn't hurt himself mm-hmm. and he's still getting things done. Right. And I think that's yeah. kind of a key here is, you know, hey, it's not it's not pretty, but he's still uh, he's still taking care of business. Yeah, exactly. Well, on the other side of like we know like once he gets to the waters and once he gets good at the dark saber he has a good chance of making the mandalorians all on one side again because they yeah. seem to fight each other a lot yes they do yeah, they cannot stop doing civil wars these mandalorians and so to have something that can all get behind is nice and so he knows that he has that potential to be that he has not achieved any of that potential but he knows that that potential is within him uh, he goes, we walk past a lizard with uh, wings, an alligator. Yeah. yeah. Again. And like right? at this point, I was just like, who's designing this stuff? Like <laughs> George Lucas has got to be so mad at whoever's designing. <laughs> yeah. And I did look, uh, you know, for creatures and like I was I was hoping there'd be like, 
uh, you know, on on Wikipedia, there'd be like unidentified <laughs> lizard bat, <laughs> and there is not an entry for un unidentified lizard bat first appearance. Not but, yet, <laughs> not yet. But we did see an unidentified uh, lizard bat. Yeah, and uh, we actually, well, I should say, we don't know that it's a bat yet, so I'm getting ahead of myself. But we see yeah. an unidentified lizard. Yeah, we see an unidentified lizard. A Grogu scared coup. And then yes. we run across some helmets. There's a yeah. specifically there's that one Mandalorian helmet that's really beaten down. Yep. Potentially. Is that Sabine Wren's doing? That so there's a you know, so of the people that are covering this, um, you know, most of the people are talking about uh so so for the folks that don't know, uh in Rebels, Sabine Wren is a Mandalorian. She pre previously had been part of the Empire and she creates this weapon called the Duchess, uh, that was like a pun on Duchess Satine, Bo Katan's uh sister. And and so it was uh it could um it could lock on to and superheat. Uh, Beskar armor, and so that damage that's on that Beskar. The the idea here is that we're thinking that's from, uh, that's from the Duchess or from that yeah, weapon that potentially. Uh, also, Sabine thought she had destroyed. Beskar. Yeah, we don't know. It could be, um, it could be something else. It could be Durasteel, right? So you know, there there was for a long time discussion was that Boba Fett's armor wasn't in fact Beskar, that it was Durasteel. And um, you know, that we now we know that's not the case, or at least it's been retconned, yada yada yada. But yeah, so it, it also could be that that armor has been um been burned. And so the actual Beskar is not harmed underneath it. But what we have is like corrosion on oh, top. Oh that of could it. totally be and, yeah, you're right. Yeah. And so nobody's really called that out yet. And you know it's in this uh, it's in this ash, and it really could just be that the ash is like corroded on to the Beskar. And if you were to actually, you know, you know, hit that with a hit that with a buffer, uh, it'd be just fine. But uh, but yeah, so it and it, and the the interesting thing, right, is is that the T shaped visor hole is what really draws Din over to that, almost like it's bait. Almost turns out it is bait, Andy. <laughs> Whoa! Here we are. <laughs> A crab droid grabs him. <laughs> <laughs> it's this like upside down crab droid that uh, doubles as like a bear trap. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It totally yeah. put him in this full body trap, which was fun. Yeah. Like that. Uh, I thought he was going to cook him. I did too. I thought he was going to cook him too. I thought, you know, and, and what we should have known is when he didn't go like, do, 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 you know, when they, when they're going to mm -hmm. cook, uh, um, when they're gonna cook Han, that's what the Ewoks would do. Their little song. I actually don't know. Oh yeah. Not, but the <laughs> where they're they're all excited cutting wood. But I did I did think that when he put him in the spit there to spin him, I was like, yeah. oh, he's totally gonna very cook. Spitty. Yeah, it looked like you know rotisserie uh rotisserie Mandalore here. And uh and and it wasn't the case. I like that Mr. Exactly. And and I like that there was a living eye in the thing. Yeah, the organic eye that we got, you know, like when we first see this crab beast, you know, it it looks an awful lot like this might be some sort of like decommissioned uh, separatist gear. And, you know, that's one of the things that you run into a lot in the galaxy is like, you know, leftover uh, droids and and things. And it turns out we've got, you know, in essence, something behind that sort of magnified. Yeah, uh, which I totally thought 
eventually a, a really cute little tiny creature was going to come out of it and be like, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I did too. And then I thought Grogu would hug him. Uh, <laughs> and we'd have two for two, 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 see, two episodes this season, two hugs. But no, no, we did not. No, we did not. No, he was he was mean. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then, but then we get Dan being like, Grogu, go back to the N1. Go get Bo-Katan. And Grogu does a little run back onto his uh, his little carriage. We, we now, get to see another lizard. <laughs> the same lizard. To- yeah, we we'll, we'll, okay. So so I knew it was, was Scooby Doo like this. Okay, I was just gonna say that 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 whole sequence, right? I felt like that we were we were seeing the preview of uh of the next kids ride at Galaxy's Edge, and uh that's what I thought. Yeah, and then Grogu's <laughs> escape, Grogu's escape, and then you get in the pram, and you know the the, the the crocodile, the crocodile bat, unidentified crocodile bat, first appearance, uh comes at you. And you can buy That's one in the gift so shop. Funny. Because <laughs> I thought it was, oh, they would turn this into a whole level in a video game where you're running from so many of these lizards <laughs> because one of them snaps as he runs past. I just thought this is this is totally going to be a Galaxy's Edge ride. And then uh, and then I was super excited because Alex from Star Wars Explained had the same thought. So That's, that's very funny. Little like the two of us are on the same wavelength. I had one thing I wanted Disneyland to take out of this episode, and it's not that. <laughs> we'll have to. Uh, that's an we'll excellent get there. Tease. I'm excited. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, then the Alamite shows up, and you're like, yeah. all right. And then he uses the force and just force pushes him as hard as he needs. And then we get like, we get badass Grogu, like, um, puppet this- articulation. That yeah. we've seen in all the trailers, but to see it in the flow of the episode, I thought was really cool. Yeah, too. this episode really did a lot with him. from the flipping to the all yeah. of a sudden there's running. And then there's I was waiting for him to take a nap throughout all of this, because in the first couple episodes, yeah. every time he did any force, anything, it would wear him out. Yeah, there was no nap time needed. He knew it was time to get to the end one yeah. points right at the navigation. R five, like right here, bud. Uh, R five can fly the machine. Can fly the starfighter, so he goes straight to Bo-Katan. Yeah, yeah, and then we get to see the same KitchenAid looking droid. Yeah, that, uh, and we didn't get a chance to talk about the KitchenAid droid, who looks like and he's got uh, he's got Beskar armor motifs or Mandalorian armor motifs, like that that long diamond shape on the chest. This is a, a footman droid. I don't think we had, you know, like a, a name for it, but other than like, you know, Mandalorian EV droid. Uh, but yeah, so this is a footman droid and the droid comes in to let Bo-Katan know like, hey, you've got an un- um, an unscheduled visitor, which is funny, right? Because that would mean that potentially Din had scheduled his visit last time, uh, which would There's give no you way. a little bit more. That, that, that gives you a little more like no as given kind of quality for Bo-Katan mm-hmm. where, you know, she knew he was coming and still was just, you know, like not at all caring. But yeah, so we get the footman, this footman droid running in to be like, hey, and I loved the I'm going to get rid of this guy. <laughs> I'm going to get rid of this guy for for the you know once and for all. <laughs> and I love that. And I thought she was going to start shooting at him on the way down. Uh, but no, we don't get that. No, she actually has concern. The exact opposite. Yeah, and she then she's like, "What's the that, Lassie? Goes, Timmy fell exactly. in a well." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly that. She gets. <laughs> it is like Lassie all of a sudden. 
which people have mentioned and i said the same thing like this episode's <laughs> very much like the exact episode that came out for last of us this week that's Where, yeah i was gonna say i i'm not watching last of us and so please don't send hate mail um and and but yeah, Pascal I, I, got hurt and yeah the little girl had to go and do a mission without him and like so that's sort of the same yeah and so you're excellent like, right. timing <laughs> yeah excellent timing i watched them on the same day in the same three hour span how about that and then <laughs> yeah and so she's just like oh no din Jaren's stuck in a well yeah well we better use my much cooler <laughs> spaceship yeah even though i could indeed. just jump in i like her ship way more yeah. and i saw that immediately and went well i hope din gets this this is a way yeah. better upgrade yeah yeah it's it's way better right like and so this is you know so if you're if you're not familiar uh this is the mandalorian gauntlet uh we've seen these ships um i don't know that we've seen them in live action to be totally honest i i think they probably have been in the background of live action for some reason Uh, i thought we saw one flying in season two so i don't know specifically i don't think we saw in season two but it was in like it was in the background when bo katan shows up with the the night owls to the the bar with uh boba where boba fett and uh uh costa reeves i think as her name uh we're trying not to say her wwe name now um and axe wolves that whole sequence we do see it kind of outside there um, but we haven't seen it like flying around and then there's some really nice details in, you know, the way they, the way they handle it with the tipping wings and, you know, just the way that it actually moves around. Yeah. It rotates a little more. like the way Boba Fett's middle of his yeah. ship is a ball. This definitely sort of has that ball sort of feel as well. Yeah, it does. And then, you know, as they're coming in through the atmosphere, when they, when they make it to Mandalore, you can see the, the wings kind of shaking under the, under, under the um, pressure and lift. And so, you know, there's, there's some, you know, nice little bits in there that we don't see, you know, details that we don't always see when we're looking at a more fixed wing, like a Razor Crest or mm-hmm. an N1. Um, so I, I thought that was kind of the, you know, the neat details that we got. Um, and it's, it's super cool to see that, to see more of that ship. So yeah, sign me up. Yeah, exactly. Love the ship. And then, of course, they fly over some of like destroyed parts of Mandalore that were shown during the Clone Wars uh, Rebels cartoons. And so you're like, oh, this is really cool. Like they're bringing some of that fully, I want to say to life, but it's also already dead now. And so we're getting to see some of the wreckage of things that we saw like in the cartoons as a full fledged ecosystem. And and I I love these kind of things because the average person who didn't put in the time to watch um the the animated clone wars they you know they they're still going to get something out of this but it means so much more to see sundari in its wrecked form and then for them to be able to you know like all of that kind of piece it gives a, a significant more weight to it and i really those are the value add things for me where it's like okay this works you know well for mm-hmm. everybody and it's this like sort of payoff that everybody gets for the folks that have put in the time for you know the animated series or the comics or the other kind of things yeah and like yeah so she goes and once they get down to like the point where she, like they've landed i like that she's kind of like a dad inside a baseball card store he's like i used to own that <laughs> i used to own one of those too you know my whole family owns one of these. <laughs> we all had a ricky henderson ricky card we, every one of us <laughs> 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 and uh, she's like my family owned all this we ran all this um which i mean if i was Grogu, i'd be like 
well, you guys didn't take care of him very well. Holy cow. Yeah, like, exactly. What happened? <laughs> I know. It's like James Dean's daughter walking up to the wrecked car and being like, you know, my, my grandfather drove this. Yeah. You're like, yeah, this, right into the mountain. <laughs> this twisted metal. Once my grandfather's. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So she's showing what used to be. And she's, I mean, she's mad about it, but she doesn't seem like she, she knew what she was getting into. It wasn't like there was like the emotion of like, oh my God. Like yeah. she's been through this in its glory. She must have gone back when it wasn't in its glory at this point. Like, because she's just yeah. like, yeah, yeah, that's what it looks she like. She doesn't now. have the horror. She doesn't have that kind of horror reaction, yeah. um, you know, and she's in, and I think the, you know, one thing too is, you know, chapter 17, we get really like emo Bo-Katan, like really bummed out. Bo-Katan. Yeah. And she also was and, just like, she was kind of telling them like, it's better than they say it is. Like you get the idea that she's made the trek over there before. Yeah, like she's she, you know she's kind of awares, uh, as they say, and I, I I don't know I dug I dug the like shoe on the other foot kind of quality of you know here we are, uh, we've got you know like kind of here's the perspective we got the perspective from Din's view right you know like the you know it was once this green place when the songs of eons past were written and you know kind of his sort of take on what it was like and then we get like the like hey i this used to be my hood like i used to live you know like yeah. i used to live in this domed city so i thought that was a nice little juxtaposition to to throw in there well yeah for sure and you also like getting to how important she was in mandalore because yeah. i don't want to get too much into like what i think's happening but yeah. i think there is a very specific good reason that the two of these are aligning and they're working together to show that she even cares about him at all is yeah. a juxtaposition from just one two scenes ago and it's like now it's just like oh no look this is this is everywhere this is all the things they run into of course more alamites because they're like yes hey, we've rented these suits for two days we got to use them again <laughs> get our money's worth <laughs> get over here you guys are off break <laughs> yeah exactly they got the lunch break they came back <laughs> She fights him. I'm like, good for her. Then she ha- pulls out that shield. She has that yeah. shield that blocks lightsabers, which yep. I don't think we've seen in live action before. We actually have. We saw one on um, Paz Visla was using that against Din in, uh... Uh, in in that duel attempt. Now, granted, we haven't seen it in the Mandalorian series, but for those that went along for the adventure in Book of Boba Fett, uh, we did see this in in the Paz's challenge against Din. So that is one of the places we've seen it. And we've seen, you know, it's all over in the animated stuff, but you're right. Yeah. Not something we've seen a lot of in live action. Um, and it's cool to see that kind of quality of like, here's how, you know, here's here's how it's intended. I do think that, the the way she's using it is far more graceful from that standpoint you know from the duel that we'd seen previously but yeah it's yeah. A, and then we see her in double uh you know like double guns uh i, th- I think love that a good double to, guns Some yeah John Woo. I, I yeah pew pew and uh i thought that was a you know kind of a cool little bit for for that as well so and you know and she 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 um sees that they're coming beforehand like is you know is aware of their movements above the cavern uh, where they you know basically full-on ambushed in and wasn't any you know wasn't at all wise to what was going on yeah exactly this is also showing that if she has made a trek she hasn't made the trek down deep into the city because she's unaware of exactly what's living in there and attacking oh. and all the other stuff 
but totally. it's also she not makes, a problem. Yeah, it's, and she, you know, they're not a, she, not a problem that she has, but she does make that like a sort of observation we get of, you know, these are the Alamites. They used to live beyond the wastes, and now, you know, they're here, but they survived. And so, like you yeah. said, you know, we do get this idea that she's been there before, but she apparently doesn't realize the Alamites have survived. So that is yeah. a little bit of a new detail here. Yeah, a lot of things can survive on this planet. And then she, we get, uh, we get to see the big droid the crab droid now turned into a smaller part and i like yes. that we're just like oh look at all the different layers we have here and at yeah. that point is when i noticed all of the tubes going from one part of the droid to the other because they're using tubes to take the blood out of the mandalorian but also yeah, yeah but they're, he's also using it to cipher in himself almost like a yeah. current like a constant dialysis like general gravis and so yes. I was like, oh, sweet. I, General Grievous is one of the coolest characters. I don't think we got enough of yeah, right underneath enough Darth Maul. I was like, these are the two I want more of that we were introduced to just for a small amount of time. And, you know, there are. Uh, and so, you know, I would be remiss for not calling out a few of the things here. So, you know, we don't or from from all intents and purposes for when we're recording this, we don't have any lore on that on the beast um, that's uh, that's captured Din. But he he has, you know, like uh, he has that that organic eye and it looks like he has something going on, you know, in in a chest piece that he's trying that's plugging in these tubes. And we see that the sort of exo uh, skeleton that he's got is definitely grievous, but it's also a little bit like the magna droids that were Grievous's guards. And he has yeah. that staff, that that electro staff. Um, yeah, just like the guards. That, just like the guards. And so, you know, like if we, even if we don't, uh, even if we don't ever get any more about this, I, I do think there is some quality of, you know, this is probably somebody that was a droid separatist kind of connection, but uh, it was really cool to see like, Oh, you know, you think you've killed, you know, you think you've killed this beast and you really haven't. And Oh, by the way, I'm going to turn into a crustacean, like this weird, <laughs> weird shell crustacean yeah. and then go get in my crab, uh, in, in my crab droid and, and come at you. Exactly. Like, and what you think you're going to do anything with me as a crab droid. And she's like, is that a dark saber handle? <laughs> in fact, the very one that I used to wield and already know how to maneuver wonderfully. Yeah. I was very excited to watch her use the dark saber. I was too. And I to was, watch her do it gracefully. Yes, I wish I, they showed more of Din watching that. Like, I got you know, yeah. like, cause like, there's gotta be a point where he's like, maybe it's probably could very well be next episode. Be like, so how did you do that? Like that? Cause I can only pull it up. Like, like, so like it's 80 pounds and she can wheel it around. Like it's three or five pounds or something. She does a good job. She still shows there's some weight to it, but it doesn't matter that much to her. She's got a good balance with it. Yeah. yeah. And she and, carves and that droid up. She totally carves that droid up. And and for, for those that are looking for a, a little bit more on the Darksaber, we do uh, our version of an in-depth um, an in-depth dive into the Darksaber. That's in the back catalog in your feed. Um, most people, and that's actually, I think, one of the most downloaded. Actually, next to your soundtrack for the podcast, I think that the Darksaber deep dive is the most downloads we've gotten. 
Um, so that's one yeah. place to get it. But the, the real quick thumbnail here is that the in order for you to be able to fluidly move and fight with the Darksaber, you have to have some level of harmony with the energy that's that's moving in the Darksaber. And so what we're getting is this allegory of uh, seeing that Din doesn't have a clear mind or is reserved about his position and and Bo is uh, Bo Katan is not at all reserved about her position mm. and ability with the dark saber. If so anybody has a listen, juxtaposition, and they just yeah. happens to be like their first episode of, of our yeah. show. Um, Bo Katan used to own the dark saber, and the, those that own it rule Mandalore, but she did not get it in the traditional way where you fight to win it. So yes. it was kind of stripped from her because nobody really went behind her. They didn't really like she wasn't our president uh, as it yes. is. And so because they, she didn't earn it rightfully, they're like, no, but she also had time with it and possessed it and was able to create a harmony with it. And Din has now got possession of it kind of on accident. He didn't realize winning that fight was going to do that. He wanted to give it to Bo-Katan. Yeah. It did not work out. Uh, that was the end of season two. And now he has this thing and he can't wield it because he has not really reached any peace with it. Nope. So not yet. Boom. Backstory. <laughs> okay <laughs> he did a much better job of you just did uh 90 seconds of what i think uh, turned into like 56 minutes of me talking about the dark paper in yeah. that episode. <laughs> well there's so much more like there's all the pre-business stuff that we didn't even cover yeah, it was just yeah, we didn't i just covered everything that, but... needed to happen just for you to understand yep. how she can pick it up and move it you know like yeah but and also that's also a reminder her whole time yeah, and that's a reminder for folks, you know, like there's a little bit of that story is at the end of chapter 16. And then there's uh, there's more of that sort of story that's covered yeah. in Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, and I just wanted to show that I was paying attention. Totally. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I hope someone gives you notes and they're like, hey, Aaron, uh, you did amazing. Uh, thanks. I appreciate that. I hope to give me of, those notes. In that's a the kind of. And that's the kind of notes that Aaron would love to see as a memo in, in a Venmo uh, or PayPal <laughs> or PayPal at Aaron M. Marsh, all of them. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, she ends up taking down the droid. We see it reach an even smaller piece. Yeah. So we know that it's not a full body. All of a sudden, only the head is around and there's something that's in the head, but it kind of just darkens. We don't really get to see what the critter inside it is, Yeah. which I'm a little bummed by, but. I accept yeah. Star Wars. I accept this is the amount of what is it like a leeway I'll give you. I'll let you kill a thing without yeah. me seeing the whole body. Yeah, I don't need the body. We don't need pics. You know, we don't need confirmation of the kill. This isn't a bounty. And uh, and, you know, I, I do think, though, the one thing that's interesting is, you know, that the, uh, so I will say that I loved this uh, this droid. Um, the design of this droid. I don't think we've seen anything like this droid before. I know there's a bunch of people that think it's like the spider droid from the prequels, but it actually looks more like the tank, the spider tank from uh, the original Ghost in the Shell, the 1995 movie. And then I think they have- Which is uh, not part of Legends canon. Which is not at all part of Legends canon, but I'm just saying it looks more like that than it does any of the other things yeah. that are in our actual like sort of- separatist war chest if you will but, but i like are... that it's like a metroid or mega man totally. villain where totally. you're like oh it is a... beat this stage it becomes a smaller thing and I it is a mini boss stage. yeah <laughs> with multiple stages wonderful and then she makes pork soup for everybody she goes oh i saved the day yeah let's have pork soup and that's what i want at disneyland give me some pork soup 
<laughs> I'm sure that pork soup will be on the menu, right? It has to be. Yeah, all the Star Wars food at Disneyland is not Star Wars enough yet. No, pork soup. And hey, many Mandalorian grew up on this. So yeah, exactly. It should be there. I also want some uh, Baby Yoda mind your own business tea, you know, <laughs> just for me to sip on as I watch <laughs> parents and kids argue while they're in line. <laughs> my day of my own business as I watch the Cara Dunes of the world yell at their kids as they run around the line. <laughs> but now we have all that out of the way. She can just walk Din straight to the living waters. Yeah. She goes, yeah, here she they can. are. Oh, by the way, there's a plaque over here. I'm giving you the full tour. Let me read the plaque. <laughs> this is not just. I love that she reads the plaque to us, too, by the way. Always read the plaque. Yeah. Oh, definitely. It definitely feels like a video game where they're like, do you want to read the plaque? And you're like, no, but I know I want to. Here we go. Press <laughs> A. Oh, good. Oh this, is, oh, this is where the mythosaur happened. That's great. OK, cool. So there's a rumor. <laughs> well, yeah, no, but that's. Historically, that's why this yeah. water is important, is because yep. this is where they rode the mythosaurs. Yeah, it was a mythosaur lair. Yeah. And you Hashtag go conspiracy. Which was the very first shot of the season. Yes. And so you're we like started oh. with the mythosaur skull. So yeah, exactly. So I was like, oh, now I get the foreshadowing. Here I thought we were just introducing the Mandalorian. And Dinjar yeah. just walks straight into the water and says the same exact prayer. Yeah. The armorer gave that kid. Yep. Super cool. I was like really excited when he started saying it. I was like, oh, neat. I'll yeah. never memorize this, but wish I did. That's yep. cool. <laughs> <laughs> and then like any wonderful John Carpenter movie, he just gets plunked straight into that water. Yeah. He disappears. Yeah. Something grabbed his legs. It was faster than gravity. Well, I actually, I don't think it, I don't know that he, I don't know that anything grabbed him. I think that with all the bombing and everything that the actual steps um, are just drop off. And, okay, and he, so and I he, thought the same thing, but. And he sank to the bottom. Now, that I, was I, my I think, initial thought. I think watch. I know where you're going with this, but I think I dis, I disagree. But, uh, but okay, so you're, so uh, he sinks to the bottom and, uh, and then he's gone. And so then Bo does the oh crap and jumps in and we find out that you can use your jetpack underwater. Yeah, she's like poodoo again. (laughs) This didn't happen when I was here as a kid, right? Yeah. Uh, And I I do like how she she pretty much was saying that like taking the creed and going to the living waters was like a bat mitzvah, basically. Uh, You know, she was showered with gifts and she didn't really take the creed all that seriously. Um, But yeah, for sure. Yeah. But she was also like a princess. So it mattered a lot to everyone else. Exactly. She's like, you know, everybody was like hashtag impressed. Um, uh, But now she cares right and you could tell yeah. that she's like really paying attention so okay so you're saying it wasn't just him sinking to the bottom that the myth like when you that fall, we see like on the if, way back up so if i was to walk on a thing and like let's say the ground breaks beneath me or there's just not a next step where there should be yeah i'm not going just straight down and sudden i'm just sort of falling in with bubbles you know what i mean like it's this was a straight down boom. It wasn't a, you know, like, and it wasn't like there was no, 
oh, my arms are up. Oh, I think I wait, what's going on? And it's not like when he walked in, his best car was so heavy that it immediately sank at the speed that he sank. Okay. I don't I don't know that I'm picking up. I'll leave all down of that here, as a but... question mark. Yeah, but yeah. I'm saying that he moved much faster than gravity and much more just straight down. Okay. As if there was something of some sort of force. Um, I don't think it matters either way as to no, it doesn't. It why doesn't. he fell. All that needed was the jump scare that we got. Exactly. And... But this is the kind of stuff that you and I fight about. And I think that's the fun. That, that's what's fun for me. Mm-hmm. But not that it's fun for any of you, dear listeners. But uh, but yeah. So like you said, doesn't matter. And then on no. the way back up. We, we see an the, eyeball. We see an eyeball. And, and we don't just like at first when I first saw it, I was like, oh, there's a dead mythosaur there. And then oh, I moving. like, and then I like move. Then I I went back and I was like, oh, the eyeball moved. Yeah. Oh, that's Interesting. a live mythosaur. This is it's our first li- appearance of a living mythosaur. It is. Uh, is it really? I don't know for sure, but uh, maybe it is a the first appearance of a mythosaur. We'll have to look. I'll, I'll look that one up. It's yeah. That that's alive. It's I guess. not a that's skull. True. Yeah. That is true. But uh, but so for you. I had the moment, the minute I saw that, it was like it makes que- uh, it makes a passing comment from Queel, aka Pig Nolte. Uh, How dare you! All all the more appropriate, right? So like you have yeah. like we've gone all the way. We've gone, you know, that was I think that was uh, season two or that was season, season one, one episode two. Yeah, yeah, season one episode two. I think maybe, maybe it was episode, even episode one, but one. I think. It's in the first two episodes yeah. for sure. It's in the first two episodes because the first two episodes are, are you know, almost like a they're almost like a couplet, like they're paired together in my mind. Yeah. Um, but I loved that because it was like, oh, you know, here's a comment. And you're like, wow. OK. And again, we're only two episodes into the season. So I did not expect that we would get that. As I thought reveal. this would happen as episode seven or eight um, totally. to get episode two makes me think we're going to end with it. Was somebody writing this? Thing. Yeah, and this you know, is this is like the Rancor showing up in uh, in Book of exactly. Boba Fett. Maybe you want, I was I just gonna this. say, <laughs> foreshadowing in a incredible. You know, maybe maybe uh, Danny Trio will show up and tell us. Yeah, the next episode is gonna start with Danny Trio being like, "Hey, you guys mess with my mythosaur." <laughs> I yeah. give it to you, but it doesn't fit in your ship. <laughs> Uh, deep cuts. <laughs> That's what the show's all about. Andy. The show's about the <laughs> deepest cuts we can make. Yeah. No. And and uh, I don't think I it's, say, was it. This episode's a great gift for Bonta Eve. You know, like yeah, yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. You could could you get a better Bonta Eve gift? Yes. Would it be pork soup? Oh, I hope so. No, it would. Um, <laughs> it wouldn't have rubber suits in it. I'll give you that. Yeah. So uh, I did see, by the way. So according to according to Wikipedia, uh, and I feel like I should date this. So on March eighth, twenty twenty three, at seven twelve p.m. Mountain Time, uh, it says the Mythosaur. This is the first appearance of the Mythosaur. Now, granted, it's it's a wiki, hence the Wikipedia name, but so it could be edited may not be 100% right, but at this point, this is the first appearance of the Mythosaur. 
That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Outside of their skull. This is the Aaron first. Was right. Boom. Take that. We're gonna see we're gonna see this thing written. I hope so. Yeah. Okay, Andy. What I leave out. I think oh the only the only thing that I was thinking, so you know, this we episode's hit the alarm. under 90 minutes, so do something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sure I can fill the next 27 minutes. Um, so there was a, a little poignant moment um, where Bo is talking about her dad, um, who's uh, Adonai uh, Kreese. And yeah. we don't know a whole lot about Adonai Kreese other than he died in the clan wars. And I sort of hinted at we talk a bit about the clan wars in something that I think will be edited out. So I'm hoping all these know. things that we go through, they're going to reveal more to just the regular casual watcher. Yeah, I mean, we're I, definitely I heading down a road where this is no longer going to be casual knowledge or like yeah. this or isn't going to be like behind the scenes knowledge. It's going to be literally the storyline. Yeah, I mean, we're like this. The what what is like the inside baseball to to, you know, the the epic Star Wars fan, I think, is becoming more and more um, fleshed out overall. But yeah, so so Aiden I crease is the father of Bo and uh, Duchess Satine. And um, and so she talks about uh, how he died in the in the clan wars. And we get this sort of honoring of of that from uh, from Din with a this is the way. And it's just like really nice moment between the two of them. Now, we only really, at least from a canon appearance, um, a few people have mentioned this. So, you know, we're borrowing this from Screen Crush and and others. But uh her dad is mentioned in a magazine called build the millennium Falcon, which there were like 16. I uh, saw that. Six, yeah. Yeah. Now the funny thing is when they, when people show, you know, and it's a magazine and the magazine comes with a piece of the millennium Falcon that you can, when you get all of the editions of uh, said magazine, you can build the millennium Falcon when they show it, it looks like this is something that was, you know, toy product placement from like early eighties, but yeah. this is not actually something from the early eighties. This was something that came out, I think in, um, in 2014 oh, and wow. ran, r- ran from 2014 to 20, like 17, I think. Um, but yeah, so that was the only little aside that I thought I would mention because when I saw that detail brought up, I was like, Oh, wow. I'm like, this is like, a like wicked deep cut and it's still a deep cut like don't get me yeah. wrong but but the uh <laughs> the fact that you know the the sort of classic star wars branding can like look you know from from 2014 look like it was from you know 1982 i think that's one of those things where you've got some sort of classic uh some classic look but yeah so that was one little bit i thought was really interesting um and of course, uh, you know, for why is she bringing up her dad, you know, her dad was there for when she took the ritual um, and and her initiation. So anyway, that's the only thing we didn't really like kind of drop in a little more info about. Um, and then, you know, for folks that want to know more about Satine, um, I don't know, hit us up on whatchamacallit and we'll tell you more. But uh, Dutch Satine is is Bo Katan's sister. So plenty of other stuff that we could go in there. That's Which way I more think that's, of a yeah, I think that's- cut literally yeah. going to be the next episode is going to cover some of her family yeah i mean it it would be and if they don't cut right I, there at the myth of we really haven't got din and bo katan actually just sitting down and being like listen yeah. what's the plan with all of this uh yeah, which like, we're really what is going on right yeah no exactly now that she's now in she's now in on the journey 
Yeah. They're now know that a mythosaur is down there. There's there's going to be in the very next episode or two, they're going to become either a team or enemies. And that's they got to yeah. sit down and figure that out. And I can't wait. And I think we're really going to get a lot of that back knowledge, just casual knowledge. Yep. Uh, yeah. And episode. like you said, there, there's or what you're implying. And I'm, uh, I understand what like there's no point in talking about it right now because we'll find out in chapter 19. Exactly. And, or chapter 19 and beyond. So what would you give this episode, Andy? So I would give this episode, uh, for me, I would give this episode, uh, I'm leaning, if I were to pick a number, like eight and a half, but I'm going to round up and say, this is a, for me, this was a nine. I would give it an eight and a half. Um, because of the rubber suits, I'm not going to give it a nine. I'm actually, sorry. Actually, I, like, I like the rubber suits for some reason. <laughs> That's fine to like the rubber suits. It, You're not it was, wrong for liking was, rubber suits. Yeah, so you, you, in the book of Ofet, where they where Boba helps, uh, where uh, Boba helps uh, Jimmy Kimmel's nephew kill that six armed beast, mm-hmm. um, uh, <laughs> uh, that was also a rubber suit, right? And like, there's something, there's something early sci fi charming to me about that. So I didn't, you know, I was complaining about you know the helmet opening last time, and then the portrayal of the pirates, which I didn't like in in uh, eighteen, but or in seventeen, which sorry, Andy takes. Um, Pirates very personally. I take pirates very personally, and I'm all about trying to figure out cool T-shaped helmet openings. But uh, but yeah, I didn't mind. Uh, I didn't mind the Morlock uh, kind of deal. Um, and so you know, like for me, this was one of those deals where uh, the detractions didn't pull me away in the same way that you know the sort of over the top pirate crap from from seventeen bugged me. So yeah. So but yeah, but no, eight and a half out of ten. Yeah, I think it was a good episode. It's a great. I'm episode. excited for where this is going. I literally thought this was around where the season would end, and yeah. so to get this going, and we're like, oh, we're going to go way past this stuff. We're going to really see something happen at the end of the season. Well, I'm and, very excited. When, when we talked last time, um, you know, we don't do a lot of pro- prognostication, but we joked about or we kind of highlighted that that we weren't sure if. Bo-Katan being um, being uninterested was like a misdirect or anything, right? And you know, definitely we, we know now that it was a misdirect. Yeah, um, she's going to be a major part of the season. Yeah, and and like the thing that so why I would rate it a little bit higher is um, they morphed Bo's petition or not petition Bo's position in the plot in a way that I didn't quite expect, and and I kind of now I'm like okay, like. Din might actually make her a true believer and in, in her making her a true believer that really shows his potential as a unifying yeah. force. And so that is the, that's the piece that I walked away with in this episode. That well, my eight and a half is the whole episode. I'm like, okay, all right. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, all yeah. right. Good. Good. But I didn't explode at any point where I went, Oh yes. Yes. This is what I'm yeah. waiting for. It was all just, Oh, okay. All right. Oh, we're going, we're going where I want to go. And so yeah. like, that's, that's where I'm going with eight out of 10. You're like, yeah, it didn't quite pop, but it almost popped the entire time. Yeah, no, and, and like you said, like, like you said to me last time, like, like you know, seven point eight is a good score. Like, it's uh, a good score. Know, like, yeah, <laughs> it's a passing grade. Yeah, you're doing good. Keep it up. Yeah, Keep for going. Your first episode, excellent. Yeah, so they're good on the path on you. I want them to go. Yeah, Rachel Morrison. Hopefully, I got. <laughs> yeah, right. That if I pronounce that correctly. <laughs> I give her an eight out of ten in International Women's Days. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
All right, Andy. Is this the way? What are you looking at? 